You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I am your host. And today I have a returning guest, Julietta Skoog. Julietta is a parent coach and certified positive discipline advanced trainer with an advanced education degree in school psychology and a master's degree in school counseling from Seattle University. With over 20 years of experience helping families, she co-founded Sproutable, science-backed online parenting insights for pregnancy to preschool, helping multitasking and sleep-deprived parents everywhere. Her popular keynote speeches, classes, Sproutable videos, and workshops have been described as rejuvenating, motivating, and inspiring. She has learned the most from her own three children. Julieta, thank you so much for coming back to talk to me again. I am so happy to be back in conversation with you. I know that it's been a few months since we've talked, but I feel like we just hung out yesterday because I love listening to your podcast. Oh, thank you. So fun. (laughs) I get really a kick out of the conversations. It's such a bright spot in my day. When I'm walking, I listen to podcasts or when I'm, I call it shuffling, which is other people call it running. It just brings a smile to my face. It is really so fun to listen to you. So I've really enjoyed the last conversations that I've been hearing. Well, thank you so much. That's so encouraging to me. I sure do have fun making it and the feedback is always fun to hear. Well, what have you been up to since we talked last time? I know you've been super busy and on a personal note, you've had some emergency dental work, which is right up my alley since I helped my husband do root canals. (laughs) Tell me what's been going on. Well, it actually has been really busy. And I was going to say thank you for that introduction. We had a super major transformation. We want to call it elevation with Sproutable, our company. We had a really big merge with one of your past guests and made the big announcement. It was lots of work all last fall of 2021. And we officially merged in the beginning of the new year. And so we merged companies with Joyful Courage. My dear friend, Casey, who is the tween and teen positive discipline expert. Amazing. Amazing. And so now we are supporting parents from birth all the way to adulthood. So I am the early years lead now officially. I was co-founder and Casey is the teen and tween lead. And so we just, we meet each other right at that age 11 and she picks it right up at 12. So we created a new website. We have her podcast now. Uh, We created a whole Becoming Sproutable series. We have an entire new network of free newsletters and courses. It's been just amazing and bonkers at the same time. (laughs) Change is always stressful, but you know what? I can tell from the way you talk about it that it has completely re-energized you for what you do. Not that you needed that. I could tell you're already loving it, but it's just like it's giving you this new charge. That's great. Thank you. It really is a charge. And you know, I mean, Alana and I have been together for six years. I mean, she truly, it's like a marriage. I feel like that when the way I talk about it and to have this fresh dose of energy and process and being able to merge our resources and ideas. And, you know, Casey, I mean, we've been friends for a decade. And so it feels so natural and fun. Also, okay. it feels really right. And it's not like getting to know somebody at all. It's like yeah. half the time we look at each other and we say, oh, we get to hang out and this is work. This is so fun. There's no first date energy going on. That's so good. (laughs) Exactly right. But you'll get a kick out of this because 
as we just given this podcast, you know, you can say, oh, yes, and we merged and it sounds so official and very fancy with our new website and all of this. And meanwhile, our whole family had COVID. And I have all these presentations and gigs that we had lined up in concert with this merge to really have this promotion with this. And I am just, I mean, I, I would do these two hour talks or these three hour talks and then just whimper into bed. So it was not so fancy. And as you mentioned, I also had the emergency dental work, you know, and life with three kids and the holidays and all of this, even with all this exciting new merger, life goes on. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's transition from the heavy stuff to a little bit lighter stuff. We are here to talk about our not so fancy moments. And we chatted last time, but did not get to a couple of stories that you had, which I wanted to go back and make sure we discussed. So what have you got for us today? Well, one hilarious story that I think is funny at the time, it did not feel as funny is a really sweet trip that I took with my dear, dear, dear friend who is just a soul sister. She lives in San Francisco. And so I don't get to see her very often. You know, I'm in Seattle and we went to college together. We've just, we are so core besties or it's not even like a good enough word. We're just like super deep on the level. And so we really try to make time for each other. We try to do a yoga retreat every fall where she comes up to Seattle and we've created the name Peg and Gladys because we were in Puerto Rico for a trip of when I was back in grad school during spring break. And we met these hilarious expats at this bar when it was pouring rain outside. We couldn't drive our little rental car back. So anyway, we'd like hunker down at this bar and these two women were named Peg and Gladys and we just got such a kick out of them. They were retirees, hilarious, just like chain smoking golfers, you know? <laughs> so we call each other Peg and Gladys. We always call the other person Peg and we are Gladys. So anyways, oh my God. we had, we call the Peg and Gladys adventure. So we try to do something every year. And when we were turning our 40th year, we have a we're both born on the 1st. She is October 1st. I'm June 1st. And so we decided to plan a weekend in the middle of those two dates so that we have like an 18 month span. So it was a February and we said, let's go away for a weekend on the 1st to celebrate each other's 40th. And at the time I happened to be pregnant with my third. I had already turned 40, but we were celebrating in between. And we decided, you know, we want to do something really big, you know, not just our usual weekend away. So we went to Los Angeles and got tickets to The Ellen Show. Oh, fun. So fun. It's always been on my bucket list. I'm a huge fan, of course. And we thought, how special. You know, we'll get a really just sweet hotel, just spend time catching up and go to The Ellen Show. So there's blogs, which thankfully we uncovered before going, of sort of an insider tip. And in this insider tip, it said there's these producers that walk around. So when you first show up, You just are sort of in a big space, almost like a parking lot. And if you pay attention, there's people with clipboards walking around, not necessarily like camouflage or in disguise, but they're low key. And they're looking for fun people. (laughs) And they will pull out about 20 people that can sit in this one particular row that is their special row that they like call people down from. So if you are looking fun enough, they might call you. So Peg and I, we were like game on, okay? And we were both dancers in college. Like that's how we met through the dance department. So we were like, let's get our game face on. 
let's get the sparkles, you know, happening. <laughs> so sure enough, we're like looking around for the, for the producers walking around and we totally like shine on when they walk by and right away they tap us on the shoulder and say, come with us and put us into the select group of 50, let's say. Then interview us all. What? Yes. Pull us out and interview us all about Ellen and then narrow it down to this final 20. We both hang on for dear life saying we've got to be in it together. A lot of people that were there as groups were just getting one of their group pulled out. So somehow miraculously, we get whittled down to this final group and we make it. And they pull us into this small trailer and then spend about a half an hour coaching us on what to do if Ellen calls us down, like don't touch her, you know, like don't talk, you're not supposed to promote anything, just have fun, you know, loud cheers, all of this. So cut to, we get to sit in this row, they walk us into the theater, we're the last ones to come in. And it's this row that has an aisle way, obviously. And so Peg and I somehow are like the last two seats and she looks at me in this huge belly that I have, right? And (laughs) I'm like, I should be on the aisle in case I have to like get out, you know, I can be (laughs) safe. And by this time, Twitch is coming down the aisle dancing for everyone. I mean, it was like a dream come true. It was so awesome. And then the lights come on and the show comes on and we're just mesmerized. And ironically, it was right around the Super Bowl. And as we're taping this, we've just finished the Super Bowl. And so Ellen does this thing where she has a prediction for who is going to win the Super Bowl. And out come onto the stage these two like male strippers, essentially. Okay, I was not expecting you to say that. Football players may be strippers. Male strippers that are dressed in football gear. So like football pants, but no shirt. (laughs) And she says to the audience... If you have any dollar bills, which they had coached us on ahead of time, get out dollar bills. The two football player dancers, strippers, had the two different uniforms for the two teams. And whoever has the most dollar bills between these two dancers is going to be the winner. So we think, oh, this is funny. It's just funny, isn't it? It's funny. (laughs) And they start walking up the aisle. Well, I'm on the aisle. And not only does the stripper stop and really start dancing, aka (laughs) grinding on me, but he proceeds to pick me up, pick me up, (laughs) big belly and all, pick me up on television and grind with me (gasps) as I go into complete mama bear mode and I'm holding my baby belly, yelling, (laughs) screaming, my baby, my baby, like dying. And Peg is literally like peeing her pants, laughing so hard, pointing at me. It's like time stopped. And I'm just like recognizing that I'm fully on TV at this point. And then he doesn't lightly put me down, by the way. He clearly does not care that I'm pregnant. He just sort of like tosses me down as she like collects me. Snack of potatoes. And we are just laughing so hard. So we've told everybody that we're going to the Ellen show. So (laughs) we have told our people, they know when it's going to be airing, it's going to be airing the next day. So I now have to go back to my 
children and my husband and say, like, I don't know actually if they should be watching this. It was so fun. I mean, it was hilarious, right? And I think, I also think, well, they edit and- Yeah, um, well, it's and, not like the strippers were actually stripping. Your kids won't even realize. Yeah, that's, doing. yes, yeah. exactly. So we leave, and you leave the show with a buzz. I mean, it is oh amazing. It is electrifying. Oh, like Ice Cube was on. Oh. We all won a grill, like a $500 wow. new grill. They just pass out coupons at the end. So you walk out through the gift shop. They're so brilliant in that way. You know, you buy so much gear. It was so fun. (laughs) And then it aired the next day and we were staying for the weekend. And so watching it, of course, did not edit, showed the whole thing. And on the Instagram, I was the loop, like the story. (laughs) They showed that part. So this was my 15 minutes of fame on Ellen, not as a professional parent coach in the seat, But no, getting picked up by a stripper, holding my belly, yelling, my baby, my baby, my baby. Trying very hard not to become the parent of three right there on the camera. Holy cow. I'm going to try to find that footage on YouTube for the show notes. I'm my fingers are crossed. I hope you can. The look of Peg, the look on her face, I mean, just holding her belly laughing, it was just hilarious. It was so fun. And also embarrassing because, you know, you just think you're going to be like, look so cool on TV. And I just, and they're getting tossed around, like you said, a sack (laughs) of potatoes. Hopefully you weren't wearing a dress. I was not. You know what, though? You look back and you think outfits matter. Let's just say that. I really wish I'd worn a different top. You think, oh, the camera might or might not pen past me for one second. You didn't know you were going to be thrown around by a muscular totally. football player. Yes. Well, and not to mention, as you know, just you're not, you don't feel your best when you're in your third trimester. You of know, your third pregnancy. Of your third pregnancy when you're 40 years old, Joanne. Oh, and yet there I was on national television. <laughs> randomly side story we talked about this last time but remember i talked about being on bath crashers actually that episode yes. and i was also pregnant it's like i can't the curse of <laughs> not just being a real in shape you know i mean maybe i'll just never will be but isn't that funny yeah so just, that was my just, that's my ellen story yeah you just can't you're just not gonna put your best foot forward on I, national media it's just <laughs> but, but i think you know pregnancy is so endearing and um it might have been part of the charm too you know probably I hope so. I will also say that was the same trip that we did go out to dinner and we were walking across the street. I had on my cute maternity jeans. I had on these cute wedges. It was nice to be in the warm weather. I was coming out of Seattle. It was February at this point. And I'm walking across the street thinking, feeling feeling pretty good. <laughs> and I literally get halfway across the crosswalk and have this little wobble and just go tumbling oh, no. down. Oh, no. And I see the look of horror on this girl across the street, who's, of course, in LA, everyone's like in yoga gear, holding a yoga bag, and <laughs> looks at me and does this dive for me to try to catch oh. me. And it's Aww. too late, obviously. And for Peg, it's too late. But, you know, I was a dancer, and so I know how to fall. And I do my mm-hmm. modern dance role where I kind of put my forearm down and roll to the side onto my I, back. I was a gymnast. I know the exact <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> role. <laughs> yep. And I just kind of scoop right back up and Peg once again is just looking at me like, what is wrong with you? I can't take you anywhere. And this poor yoga girl, I'm like, it's okay. I'm okay. And she's just looking at my huge belly. 
that weekend provided quite a few moments of just really thinking I'm fancy and not being fancy. Oh man. And that baby is tenacious. Well, and here you go. This is proof because she came out just real tough and (laughs) real sporty can handle anything. Oh, so cute. Okay. Your giant pregnant belly. I can't wait to hunt it down on the internet. So, so adorable. And Ellen, oh, it's just, that's like a dream come true. What a memory. Well, it really is. And I will say that I got a little greedy. I thought, oh, maybe I'll get a comeback for the Mother's Day show. Missed opportunity on their part. I know. So I kind of, you know, and last time we talked, Joe, and I was saying how I win a lot of things. So I thought for sure... That was going to happen. No, that didn't. But I did win that grill, and it's a great grill. We still have Awesome. It. Still yeah. grilling on mm-hmm. it to this day. Sweet. Yep. It's time to talk about what you're loving lately. What are you loving lately that you think the listeners might love too? I've always been really fascinated by the moon cycles and mindfulness, of course. And just a few months ago, I discovered this moon journal from Caitlin Page Fitness. So shout out for her. She's got a great community of this online workout. And she mentioned it. And I thought, oh, that kind of looks interesting. And it's a journal that has different intentions. And based on the different phases of the moon, different ways to just be more connected and aware of your, not necessarily cycle, like just truly like the astrology of the different months. So whether it's Aquarius or Capricorn or those kinds of things, what those mean with lightness, you know, I'm not like a deep dive, like it's driving my day or anything, but I've always been aware of oh, it's a half moon, or oh, it's the full moon, or oh, it's the quietness, just some connection around that. Our world obviously has cyclical phasic. I mean, that, that's the way our world yeah. operates. And we know there's so much we don't know. So that's to right. me, it's like, who knows what the significance of this stuff is? We might just be scratching the surface. And I'm coming from a creation perspective. I mean, I'm just a human being on this earth, and I don't. I know I don't understand it all. So It's so interesting to think about, you know, just the possibilities of what else is significant that we don't put the proper amount of significance on. Exactly. And noticing like, oh, this week is the new moon. It's really about like reflection and rest. And oh, that's so interesting. That's how I feel. That's actually Uh what I'm drawn to this week. And there's some permission around that that guides my meditations and just my intentions and just the journaling. So that's been really fun. Two and a half years ago, we went on this dream family vacation with my mom and my sisters and my older Mm -hmm. two. John stayed home with Leona, my youngest, because she was just still quite too little. And we went to Argentina for the eclipse and was really the stargazing, you know, active adventure trip that was a blast. It was truly a trip of a lifetime. And in our group with this professor from UCLA, who was in astronomy and just learned a lot. My mom is a supernaturalist scientist. And so anyway, it just kind of inspired me to there to be really connected to that moon. I mean, that experience was incredible. And this Southern hemisphere of stars, the different constellations. So anyway, that's been kind of fun. So I've been kind of into that lately, the moon journal. I will link to the moon journal on the show notes. The other thing that that has been deeply ingrained for me that I've been super into all last year, I read the book Cast, C-A-S-T-E by Isabel Wilkinson. That has just been a profound life-changing book for me. I'm trying to tell everyone to read that. And since I finished that one, my next one has been My Grandmother's Hands. And that one has been really awesome. 
learning about integration with the body and trauma and the way that it impacts just all human beings. So that's another great one too. So those two, I feel like have been really, really important growing, learning, evolutionary books for me. I'll link to both of those too. And I'm excited to look into those. I love a good book rec. Let's talk a little bit about family meetings. Listeners, you may remember that Julietta introduced the idea of family meetings in our last interview, and I was just considering starting them, and I did. So I'll just tell you a little bit about how our family meetings go. Our kids are much older. Every Sunday evening we try, so we do it about half the time because teenagers have jobs and stuff. We get together. I open us with prayer, and then we used to compliment each other, but the kids just thought that was so cringy and forced that we had to stop. Of course. Teenagers. Yeah. Those turkeys. And I loved it. I was like, okay, everybody compliment the person to your left. And then the next time, next week it would be compliment the person to your right. And I totally ate it up. But the kids were like, okay, uh, I don't really like this. I was like, that's okay. I'm going to come up with a question that you guys can think about all week and you can just answer it the next time. One of the questions was what that we do in this household do you think you'll continue doing when you have your own home and family and household? And what do you think you'll do differently? And it was such an interesting opening to conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have a book we're reading together. So we're doing a chapter a week or a half a chapter a week, whatever we have time for. We are a Christian family and our kids have chosen that for themselves too. It's called Surviving Religion 101 by Michael Kruger. And I will link to that one too. It's a book about how to think about your own faith and the faith of others as you move into the university system. Wow. It's just so eye-opening and mind-opening, and it's written really beautifully. It reinforces why we believe what we believe, but then it also brings up so respectfully other people's points of views and how they may think about what you believe and how Mm. you can really think about what you believe from that perspective and be prepared for that. Not in a defensive way, but just in a, yeah, other people have different ways of seeing the world. And this is how I can learn from that and expand from that, but cling to my own faith should I choose to do that. And so it's just been amazing. And then we actually have a whiteboard that we fill out I like a grid and it's every day of the week. And then it has our initials down the left side and it has their work schedules, our work schedules, their school schedules and their extracurricular schedules. And then I just take a snapshot of that every week so that I know where everybody is and is supposed to be. And that has in and of itself been so freeing for my brain to not have to try to remember what everybody's doing. So that, yeah, the family meeting has been a raging success. I have loved it. And I think Scott and I, even after all the kids move out, we'll probably continue doing just some form of it just because it's like Sunday, it's a reset. Okay, we're ready to go into the week. What do we need to, you know, who's who's cooking dinner? When are you doing your laundry? Even things like that, because the kids are all so independent, but um, we only have, we only have one kitchen and one laundry room. So there's a bit of coordination that has to happen. That's right. Oh, Joanne, I'm so happy to hear that because that was my life hack that you asked about last time. Yes, it was. I had been thinking about it, but I'm like, oh, the kids are going to resist and they're going to think it's so corny and Scott will Mm -hmm. probably think it's corny too. And it's so sweet because one of the first compliments 
compliments Scott gave me when we were still doing compliments was, I just love how even though none of us are into this, you are so committed to this. (laughs) And he meant it, you know, because I was like, no, this is going to be good for our family. And even if we don't want to do it, we're going to do it because I know it's going to be good for us. And it so has. And all of them are willing to admit now that it is so so good for us. Yeah. Way to go. And so here's my offering for you, the parent coach and me. Awesome. Ways to elevate. Number one is that just noticing the pushback on the compliments from the kids Mm -hmm. that we push back on things when it's either hard or we don't think we do it very well or it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so the rescuing immediately, okay, we don't have to do that anymore. We'll do this instead. My holding up a little mirror for you to say, well, what what was the purpose of it? Uh-huh. It creates connection. It creates gratitude. It creates awareness. Even if we don't like to do something, right? Even if it's hard at first or a little bit challenging, we can still get better. And so yeah. let's, have we given it the full court press, you know, so just it, try to get comfortable with it. Okay. You've put down the, the challenge and I will pick it up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk to them about why it's hard and how they might suggest that we, and actually we had a little bit of a conversation about, okay, well, can we, you know, assign the person the week before so that you don't feel like you're on the spot. And we, we did kind of troubleshoot a little bit, but I did, I am a pushover and I give in too easily. And Scott's the tough one, but Scott didn't like it either. <laughs> there you go. Right. Well, so and that's, yeah. I was like, so okay. here's some offerings because I know it's a lot when you've got five. I mean, I have three kids too, and I have a four four year old, and we've been doing it since my oldest was six months old. So it's not like they have this skill set. It's hard for them too. So here are the ways to make it easier. Number one, it doesn't have to be these big deep things. I notice you have been working really hard on your piano this week. You know that song is really improved. Like that's it. You know what I mean? Or I really appreciate you planning the meals this week. Or I just noticed that you, after your friends came, you walked them all to the door and made them feel really good. You know, really little, it's like those little things too that matter as opposed to feeling this, like you have to almost perform this big, deep compliment. It's meant to be that everyone gives and everyone gets. You literally go around and say, mama, you know, I know this, papa, thank you for this. Leona, I appreciate how you blah, blah, blah. And Violet, you did that. Like, it's really that so quick. Everyone goes around and compliments everyone. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. That's a good thing. So, so it does it. The volume is higher and the pressure is lower because it can be small stuff. Exactly. So it's okay. either thank you for, or I notice, or I acknowledge, or I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it, I'm also putting a lot of pressure on it by even using the word compliment. It doesn't have to be that. It's That's just right. You can call it like an, an acknowledgement. acknowledgement. So starting with that creates connection and that helps you with the problem solving. And then just another offering to add in then to these agenda items. And I love, it sounds like you're you're doing this Sunday learning, you know, that you have the book, the, mm-hmm. you know, the almost like a book club in that way. Yep. Um, and so having also that space for those agenda items, allowing, because like you said, you're going through your schedule and the meals and all of this, having a really clear agenda space for, for immediate issues that might need to be solved. You know, Mm -hmm. like I notice, or, you know, this has been happening or did that ever get worked out that Monday that you were both fighting over the laundry or whatever it was, you know? Yeah. There have been a couple times when I've been like during the week, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell all the kids this at once at family meeting. It's just so nice to like we were in a tra- we were in a traffic yeah. jam one time and we had we turned off the car. We were in this traffic jam for 2 hours on the interstate Ugh. and it got so cold and I was like I need to make sure those kids all have a blanket, a coat, a hat, a scarf, gloves in their cars 
I sat there and just wrote it on my list. And one of the other things that we do is we ask everybody what they're worried about. And then if oh, it's I something that, that, yeah. Yes. So we talk about worries and sometimes nobody's worried about anything. And mm-hmm. sometimes just one person, sometimes everybody's worried. Then we just kind of try to see if there's anything we can do to help. I mean, there isn't necessarily always going to be a solution, but just for everybody to realize other people have worries and concerns. And then I encourage them to, as they think about those during the week, to pray for each other. Oh, that's so sweet. One of my best moments, actually, I mean, in all the years we've been doing family meetings is when Joe, my oldest, came home one time and put on family meeting an issue that she'd been having with friends at school. And I thought it was our first time, it's just maybe eight at the time or something, but like, you know, where I thought, wow, she sees us as her team, like who I can come to to get advice from, who's got my back, you know? And so thinking about for your older kids in that way, when you create that space and that prompt for what are you worried about? It's this safe space of love, of support, of this is that container each week where I can bring my concerns and I've got this this counsel, you know, yeah. this group, like my little highest order of counsel to people, be. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, that's cool, Joanne. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for encouraging me to do that. I'm it so felt, glad. Yes. It felt really good to finally do what I, my mind had already been telling me to do and just to get it, get it going. Cause I don't like things that feel forced and awkward, but you're right. The reason they feel forced and awkward is because we're new at it. And once you kind of push through that, then you can see the value in it more easily. So that's right. And I will say the other offering I will give you is that I think, you know, as you know, routine ritual is so key. And so if it starts to feel like it's really is coming down just once or twice a month versus on the weekly, then being solution focused about that and saying, Hey, this week we'll meet on Wednesday night, you know, or we're Mm -hmm. not going to be able to meet on this Sunday. So instead our backup is always X, Y, and Z. So just being intentional around that too. I know we get off the rails if we skip as well. So yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and then I fill out my um my day planner right after we have that meeting and I just feel organized for the week. And it doesn't have yes. to be on a Sunday. Yeah, it can be we can look at the grid every week and say, okay, we're gonna meet next on this day because everybody's yep. available or yep. whatever. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. exactly. I just love that executive functioning of it, that practice for kids, for the planning and the goal setting and the calendaring. I think just builds awareness of other people and their lives, et cetera. Yeah, we've evolved too to have our John and I have our own meeting once a week, and then the girls have their own sister meeting. How cute is that? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, tell everybody again where they can find you online. I know things have changed a little bit. So remind us what is the website and what is what is your social media handle, et cetera. Please come to besproutable.com, B-E-S-P-R-O-U-T-A-B-L-E.com for all things parenting. We now, we've got you from birth to all the way to adulthood. And we especially are proud of the free weekly newsletter that we send out. It is curated. It is fantastic tips. It is age specific. It is caregiver specific. So even for your daughter working with kindergartners, we have a teacher version. We have a nanny version. We have a parent. Awesome. And it's really good stuff. So definitely sign up for that. And then you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook at Be Sproutable. And then Casey's podcast, the Joyful Courage podcast are Becoming Sproutable limited series where we break down the positive discipline principles and really touch on big things like mutual respect and connection firmness and belief behind behavior, how it relates to kids and parenting of all ages as well. That was really fun conversations 
And one last one, which is our YouTube channel. That is another really big space where you can find great tips and parent Q&As, all short videos and lots of good stuff in action there. That's also at Be Spreadable. If you go to fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 140, you can find links to all of these places where you can find Julieta. All right. Oh my gosh, Julieta, you are so much fun. Thank you so, so much for coming back and chatting with me again. I feel like we could talk all day. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you again, just for your interviews. I love them. I have especially loved hearing just my people on there and all these other just great guests. You have such a diversity and a range of stories that within that diversity makes us feel more connected also. It's really cool. Oh, thank you. I love hearing just, you know, your family and your story and your history too. So you're really an engaging host. So I am honored to be a guest. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, you guys, that was so much fun. Remember to follow the show wherever you're listening right now so that new episodes pop into your feed each week. If you have a story to tell, email me at notfancy at fancyfreepodcast.com. And if you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. I'd also love it if you tell at least one friend about the show this week. If this show makes you feel less alone or makes you laugh, then share it because we would love to get into more listeners' ears. Also, if you use your code FANCYFREE at checkout at Shelfie Shop. You will get free shipping. Just to remind you, if you like to rip your bra off at the end of the day, but you need a little bit of support and coverage and like really, really cozy loungewear and pajamas, check out Shelfie Shop. It's made just for you at S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Have a wonderful week. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look. (laughs) 